Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cold Topics, the voice for midlife women and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cold Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Bridget. And I'm Colleen. And today we have part two of our talk with Cindy Williams that most of you know is Shirley Feeney from one of our most beloved television shows, Laverne and Shirley. And it was such a great conversation. If you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to part one and then listen to part two. But if you've already listened to part one, then you're in the right place. So (laughs) yes, (laughs) but we had so much fun talking with her and we just are, it's so neat to hear about what she's doing now and she just keeps going. And we're so excited about her one woman show. Uh, Colleen and I are really hoping to go. Uh, We're hoping to hit the Chattanooga one and, or whichever one, wherever we may be. We'll go wherever she is. If, if these COVID numbers will relax, then we will be there. So we're just hoping this Omicron gets just stop now, stop. Yes, you know, please. So, yes. And you also you also read her book, right, Bridget? I did. It was written a few years ago, but it was just really cool. You can get you can get that like at Amazon, or if you really want to support your local bookstore, ask them if they could order it. Look up the ISBN and ask if they could order that. And it it was just really funny. I just love hearing her stories. And you're going to hear some of her stories about the people that she encountered. Uh, in her, I love to share stories. The, the, the encounters oh, yes, share, they share are fabulous. Are fa- so share. If you're listening, please, please contact Hot Yes, Hot Flashes <laughs> and Cool Topics. We would be thrilled to speak with you. And, you know, it, it, it was just so fun talking to Cindy Williams. I just just brings back so many great memories. If my makes you eat, smile. You so makes we want to see women on their walks, just smiling away, listening, laughing, to Cindy listening. Williams. And Dina, my friend Dina from when I was growing up, Dina Stratton Wilson, if you're listening, I told her about our plans <laughs> uh, to be Laverne and Shirley. Um, I know that we didn't do that, but hey, if you ever want to get together and just rented a basement apartment in Milwaukee, work in a brewery for a weekend. I'm game. So go Little ahead. Shots brewery. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I'll just get the shots brewery t-shirt and then yes. support you in your <laughs> go by efforts. Yes. <laughs> we also want to remind you guys that we are currently having an event with state of menopause, where we are asking women what they are struggling with, what symptoms they're struggling with in menopause. And we just ask that you complete a really brief five or six question survey. It's on our website, hotflashescooltopics.com. And you may be one of 30 women who receive a full-size product from state of menopause that will address that particular symptom. So whether it's fatigue, hot flashes, skin changes, cause you know, we suffer from all of them. Let us know. We really want to hear you. We want to make sure we're getting the information out for women who are struggling and state of menopause wants to make sure that they are addressing the symptoms that you are struggling with. So from January 15th, through the 31st. You can fill out that survey. It'll ask, like I said, a few quick questions, your name, your address, your address, because we need to send you, if you are one of the 30 women, what symptoms you're struggling with, and then you'll be entered. And we will let those 30 women know sometime briefly after January 31st. So we are excited to do this survey. We love interaction. We love when our demographic gets to speak directly to those companies that are addressing us, not addressing addressing us specifically. So we thank State of Menopause for doing this. Yes. I mean, it is, it's amazing. Um, 
what I didn't realize was lacking in the world of women over 50, of midlife women. And then when we started doing this and when we started realizing what was happening and we started to do the podcast and it's really not a large amount of companies that are addressing this. And it is amazing because like you've said, Colleen, we are really great consumers. So Yes, we are powerful consumers. Yes, the program. I mean, it's nice to see that we are starting to have some companies, but women want to really have options and choices and know it's working. So we are here as kind of a conduit between the voice of midlife women and the companies that are addressing the symptoms and struggles of midlife women. So with that being said, we are going to let Cindy take over because she is just such a great storyteller and she's funny and she's lovely and we adore her. And Cindy, if you're listening, come back anytime because you are always, well, there's always a seat at the table. I think that's, yeah, they, they never acted. Laverne and Shirley didn't act like they were, you know, hot. No, they hot were stuff. always like yes. questioning themselves and not, you know, and not really having, they had a certain kind of confidence, but it's, you know, they didn't have big egos. I mean, if they did, they'd always be trapped on their own petards, which <laughs> was part of the beauty of the show. And that's what Gary wrote it toward was that there was always a moral you know, if we got greedy or if we uh, got, you know, um, you know, braggarts, you know, became braggarts or anything, we always got caught, trapped, and we're always brought back down to earth. And so um, it was a very human flavor. And it wasn't like broadcasted or anything, but it was always in the show. And that was Gary Marshall. Mm -hmm. You can see it in all his movies and everything he does. There's always like this human kindness, this human you know, thinking about your own, you take thought in yourself. It's very godly, you know, and, but it wasn't played up to be that way. It was just always these little, um, Penny and I called it the sad corner where we had to go and, and say, you know, the reason we didn't win the sweepstakes on that show is because we were willing to, you know, do this or that for it. And, well, anyway, I just hearkened back. <laughs> he would he would bring humility to it, like right. he'd bring a little bit of humility to it, and he I, I yeah. make sure that the girls that Laverne and Shirley were brought back down to earth um, and learned know, something. One time, I was made the employee of the month, and I got to run the um, the line, and then I got a little highfalutin about myself, and then it sort of all comes crashing down. And then I realized that my friendship with her is, you know, more important than, than, you know, being something I'm not. And so mm-hmm. he always made sure that these girls were not, that they were aware never to pretend to be something they weren't and, um, and kept them their feet on the ground. But that was so subtle. I mean, it, in the show, but that's what, that's part of the genius of Gary Marshall. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what made it endearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Relatable. Yeah, yeah. To everybody. And then when we would, and when things would happen to us and, and they'd be funny things that the audience would, we were very aware of that. And we, we loved playing 
the fools ourselves. The joke always had to be on us, always on us. Never a joke about anyone else, unless it was Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyone but the idiots. Yes. The most genius the fall guys. in the world. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love oh, it. When you just, you know, you were pregnant and you wanted to start a family and you decided to leave. How was the response to that? Well, you know, um, it was in the days before uh, actresses. I was one of the first actresses to get pregnant on a, that was on a sh- who was on a show, and they didn't know how to accommodate for me, and uh, they didn't know what to do. And I said, "Well, just film me, you know, from the waist up." And as I get bigger and bigger, then I'll do the wraparounds, which means I do the first part of the show. And then they, the cast would do the middle part, the body of the show. And then I come in at the end. And then I, at the beginning of my pregnancy, I'll do that for Penny where she, anyway, it got into craziness with the studio and they, um, they said, no, we want you on these dates. These are the dates you have to work. And I said, I cannot sign this contract because you have me working on my due date. And they did. They had me working on the date I was supposed to deliver my baby. So anyway, it was better that I just go. Then they sent it to Hollywood and they had you guys move to, mm-hmm. which was kind of changed the dynamic of the show. Absolutely. And Penny and I didn't like it. And we told Gary, we said, why are we moving? You know, it's, it should be here. Feet on the ground, you know, salt mm-hmm. of the earth people. And he said, well, if you go to Hollywood, we'll have more guest stars. We can have guest stars. And Penny and I said, well, can't we have guest stars on who come and play characters? You know, and he didn't want it that way. He he did want it that way. We argued and argued. We were so upset. We didn't speak to him for about two days anyway. But, he, you know, he's the producer. And so we went to Hollywood. And you're right it did t- change the dynamic of the show. I absolutely agree. And, and Penny, do you agree? Yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, a lot of people aren't aware, too, that it hit you that Father of the Bride would be a great remake. So can you share a little bit about that, how uh, you came up with that idea? I love Turner classic movies, and they had just begun. And I had read where uh, Ted Turner and... Turner Company had bought the entire MGM library of films, you know, so they owned the rights to them. And it was just a curious note. And I thought, oh, all those films I loved when I was a kid. And um, so I was up one morning, my son was about three, and he wanted to go downstairs and play. And so I took him downstairs. It was very early. It was like six in the morning. And um, I took him downstairs and set him down and I turned the TV on and there was father, the bride on Turner classics. And I thought, you know, I love this movie. This would be an across the boards hit. If, you know, you got someone like mm, Jack Nicholson playing the um, uh, Spencer Tracy role. And, you know, if you updated it, Everybody would get it. And so I had this interview I had to go to that day. And I, it was an interview for a, a part in a movie. And I went in and the producer of the movie was there. And I said, what 
do you think about, I, first I told her, I said, I'm not right for this movie, but what do you think about this? What do you think about an updated version of Father of the Bride starring Jack Nicholson? And she said, can I run with that? And I said, well, wait a minute. I said, well, if you keep me in the loop anyway, that's how it started. And, you know, and then just a series of things happened, you know, getting the script to Jack and, uh, and then he didn't want to do it at that time. And then I'm trying to think of who else they sent it to. Oh, Richard Dreyfus. Just working. But in the end, I wasn't a hands-on producer. I, I don't want to go into that because mm -hmm. it breaks my heart. But um, but it turned out to be just a marvelous film with um, Chuck Shire and Nancy Meyer writing and directing. And um, Steve, of course, and the whole cast. Fabulous. Fabulous yeah, production. Just fun. Just what I thought it would be. So I was very pleased with that. Yeah. Colleen, that came out about the same time that you got, got married, married when I got yeah. married. I got I married 91. And did you get 92. married? 92. There was a scene in the movie that I wanted them to keep in and they didn't. And it's where he gives her, he has, has an engagement party. Uh, Spencer Tracy has it in his basement. And, and um, they say, well, you can't afford that. And he goes, just beer and some pretzels. That's all they'll want. And so he invites all these people. Everyone wants a martini, and he, and and, a, and and he gets Coca Colas, and and he can't open them. And he anyway, it's this marvelous scene, and they didn't put it in the movie. And I I know Steve could have played that. So oh yeah, yes, Spencer oh. Tracy did. Mm -hmm. He was amazing in it, wasn't yeah. he? Yes, yeah. <laughs> he just he was part. Like I can't imagine Jack Nicholson playing that role. Because now it's Steve Martin. You know, you it just, would have been, right. It would mm -hmm. have been just like you can't imagine Steve Martin playing the role in Chinatown. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. No. It would have been different, but Jack would have. I'm if Jack had done it, you'd be saying the same. I can't oh, yeah. Well, like yeah. what was the uh, Terms of Endearment, how Jack Nicholson was in Terms of Endearment. Yeah. I could have seen him maybe being like that as a father. Right. You know? It would have yeah. been a little more. Uh, you might have sweat a little more watching it, wondering what's what's he going to do next. Yes, <laughs> yeah, because he because Jack has that dynamic, and it's different mm -hmm. than. Well, we we're not going to go into analyzing. Yes, yeah, yes, <laughs> that is true. They're both brilliant. So you uh, did Menopause yeah. the musical. How uh, was that in Las Vegas? Las Vegas was fabulous to play it in Las Vegas. It, it's a wonderful. Have you ever seen the show? I, I was telling Colleen, I haven't. And I said, okay, we are going to have to go it's to a job. It should be a job requirement. It, it should be a job requirement and a tax write-off. Yeah. And for <laughs> husbands too. Yes. Yeah. Men enjoy it more than the women. Mm -hmm. But um, it's, it's so much fun. But with that, I just became, I had gone in to play one of the parts and I'd gotten really sick and I just couldn't do it. I had to go home and you know, and so they asked me if I'd come back and just be the moderator. And, and so that's all I did in the show, but I had so much fun. And the girl, the cast is just brilliant. And it's a brilliant, it's lightning in a bottle, that show. And it's talk about a laugh riot. You just love it. And your husbands would too. Oh, wh where was that showing when you were in it? Which, uh, which place in Las Vegas was it showing? Paris. 
Harris. Okay. Okay. I know it's, I was just there in June and I still saw signs for it. And I was like, we, I really need to see this. I really need to see it. And that's just an hour and a half. It's just, but it's so much fun. It's, um, you know, it's the, the music is pair all parodies. Nothing I can do because it sticks like glue to my thigh. (laughs) (laughs) No matter what I eat, there's always cellulite on my thigh. And, uh, but that it's just fabulous. You just love it. You, it's a must see for you girls. All right. Yes, put it, it on our list right. for 2022. All right. That's right. You're now doing this show. Uh-huh. Do you ever feel like you might just decide to retire? Cause I know you've made a statement before that you don't love acting as much as you, as you're growing a little bit older. I love stage acting. I don't like film acting as much. But mm-hmm. I love stage acting when I can take my time with it, with the character and, you know, but I, I don't love the process anymore. I, and I may have been relating to the way they do it now. Like when we did it, like I said, we did it like a play and went all the way through. There was rehearsal. Well, now they just give you a sheet of paper with your lines written on it or the, all the dialogue and you read it. And you send it off or you go in and you audition and they're eating their lunch, you know, while you're auditioning for them. And I just find it just not as uh, creative or as much fun. And um, I find it more corporate now. But theater is a whole different story. Theater is, you know, I love it. And in fact, I was just thinking, what are the older roles I could play? But nobody wants to see those plays anymore. Oh, you never know. You didn't, you know, you came up with Father of the Bride as a reboot, so you never know. So you just have to find one that you think might play well in 2022. The thing I love to do now is that I'm thinking about is to create it from the get-go, you know, like baking a cake and um, doing it all the way through. So I have ideas. There's still a dance in this old game yet. (laughs) I'm sure there is. I'm when sure. We were, we were talking to Sharon Glass recently from Cagney and Lacey, and she said, I've got one more ensemble series in me. I've got one more. Good for her. And she should. They should be hiring her right and left. And you too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it seems like you still got one more that you, you would you write another? I mean, I know obviously you have your one woman show, so that's done. But would you consider writing something else for someone else to play? I've got I've got some ideas that I, you know, everything I, I look at TV and everything just seems to be like that. And I think somebody's got to pump some energy and some fun into this, even though we're in draconian times, you know, let's have some fun. Let's use that. And make fun of it. And uh, so I have a couple of ideas. I've got a couple of ideas. <laughs> Well, I'd love to see it because some shows I can't handle because I'm like, that's going to get me too sad or too depressed. And I can't do now. And because nobody can laugh at it. And you're so afraid to say anything because you don't want to insult or hurt anybody. And even if it's I mean, you could have a talk show where, you know, the three of us just stare at each other for (laughs) 90 minutes because we're too afraid to say this or that. I don't even want to use that word. Um, yeah. <laughs> but she uses the wrong anyway. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to be accused of anything, you know, and, and I'm so afraid they're going to have an app one day, ladies, that they have an algorithm that the 
app can pick up what you're thinking, <laughs> and then they'll arrest you. <laughs> and I think many Americans think that way these days. I'll be arrested if I, you know, even yeah, think it. Yeah, it's bad and enough it's, that you think it, and it shows up on your phone as an advertisement later or something. <laughs> what the up with that? I don't know. That happen. And Liza too, my friend who helps me. She she says, you know, I'll be talking about with not the phone on, not the computer on. I'll be talking about or thinking about this new recipe I'm going to make because she's a baker. You know, it'll come up, you know, baking tools and, you know, and, and recipes on the computer. And I've had that happen to me in so many ways. And I'm wondering, are they really listening to us? I didn't believe it at first, but now I do. And I don't care anymore. Listen <laughs> Thank you again for thank you so much, Bridget. What fun! It was a lovely conversation. Best of luck on the tour. Yes, and please come back anytime. We would love to talk to you again. Thank you. It's been so much fun. Thank you, ladies. Well, we can't thank Cindy Williams enough for her generous time and just her stories and her life and. We hope you enjoyed this episode because it's truly one of our most fun conversations. We want to make sure you are following us on all forms of social media. So if you aren't, why aren't you? You can go over to hotflasheskooltopics.com. A pop-up will be there. Just put your name and email, and we will make sure you're getting our bi-weekly newsletters that are chock full of information. So you don't want to miss those. Check us out on Facebook. We have about 4,000 members in our private group who just want to have a community to talk. And Bridget has yes. mentioned that many times, but we love sitting back and just watching them share their knowledge because that's what we need to do. We need to get women to talk about midlife and menopause and all the fun things that come with both. So make sure you're following us on all forms of social media. Thank you again, Cindy Williams, for being so gracious with your time and your stories. And we will talk to you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Mm-hmm.